What's up, everybody? I am Ryan McNichols, host of Fantasy Oddballs Football Podcast. I am joined by my co-host, Rich Hauk, and our producer, Mike Coyle. We are talking everything Dynasty and season-long fantasy football. We dig through all the numbers so that you don't have to. Hola, amigos. Feliz Cinco de Mayo. For those of you who failed Spanish in high school, like most of us did, Happy Cinco de Mayo to you. Speak for yourself. Yeah, I didn't fail Spanish. I didn't fail Spanish either. I was trying to make so anybody listening not feel bad. Okay. Yeah, I. But most of my class did fail Spanish. I was just trying to be one of the people. All right, you know what, guys? Moving on. I just tried to. Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. Great to see you guys today, Rich, Mike. Glad to be here. We are about a week away from the NFL draft. We've had some time to digest everything that's just happened, and so we are pretty much just going to recap. Everything, not we're not going to recap everything. We're going to give you our reaction to everything that happened. Super exciting, by the way. This is the first year I've really watched the draft, and it was from because we were playing, we're playing uh, fantasy football together, dynasty together. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. You're watching day two, and you actually know these players that are being drafted. You're like, oh my god, we've talked about this guy. We know him. Yeah, even like all the moves, like you know, round one was electric. Hollywood Brown, AJ Brown, AJ Brown. Yeah, it was crazy. Saints, you know, trading up, getting Chris Olave. Like there was just a bunch of moves in round one. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So I guess that's what we're talking about mostly today. Pretty much. So. Start uh, just a quick recap of some of the uh, predictions we had for the Dynasty, or not for Dynasty, for the draft. Sorry, I apologize. But, so, a couple of my predictions. I, I, I didn't do too well as far as my predictions go. Four QBs in the first round, that's a loss. Yikes. Didn't get that one at all. No. Everyone told us what they felt about these QBs. I had Kenny Pickett to Carolina, that's a loss. He went to the Steelers. Malik Willis going to Seattle, that's a loss. He... He went to the Tennessee Titans in, like, the third round. I had Green Bay taking two wide receivers and a tight end with three of their first five picks. They did take two wide receivers with three of their first five picks. In all fairness, they traded up to get Christian Watson. Wait, don't so they, they, didn't they the pick picks. a guy named Dubes as well? Yeah, Romeo Dubes. Romeo Dubes. Dubes. I'm, I'm looking at him in that fourth round for our dynasty. They also got another guy, Samori Torre. He could, you know, keep an eye on him. Any one of these rookies could emerge with Aaron Rodgers yeah. back there, quarterback. So, Who can earn his trust? You know, I missed out on the tight end part, but the two wide receivers, they went third wide receiver later on. Uh, eight wide receivers in the first round. I'm taking a win on that. The yeah. Eagles traded for A.J. Brown. The Cardinals traded for Marquise Brown. That's two wide receivers in addition to the six that are taken. I'm, ta- I'm taking a win on that. If they hadn't drafted them or if they hadn't traded for them, they would they would have needed to take a wide receivers. I am, I am taking a W on the eight wide receivers in the first round. What's our ruling? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not counting that as a dub at all. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care if you count it. I, I honestly don't. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say I'd allow it. I mean, eight no, wide receivers did move in round one. Um, they weren't all rookies. You know, all right, whatever. But... What about you, Rich? How did, uh, did you have any draft predictions that you tracked or now? So the one I had is very laughable at this point. I said Sam Howell was going to get drafted 32nd to the Lions. Oh, okay. The Lions instead traded up from 32 to go draft Jamison Williams, and Sam Howell was drafted in the fifth round by the Washington Commanders. Okay, so, I mean, you're only uh, a little bit off. Swing and a miss. Failure, I feel you. Um, <laughs> I mean... I just can't believe the pack. And everyone's, like, trying to give Packers the credit. They're like, oh, the top six wide receivers went before, you know, it got to them. I was like, yeah, because the Lions, who had pick 32, traded up 20 spots to take Jamison Williams yeah. when the Packers had 22 and only had to move up 10 spots to grab Jamison Williams or one of those other top guys if they really wanted to. So, And it's not like the Lions had to give up much. They gave up, what, 32 
34 or something, I think. They're a uh, second round pick, something like that, and then like a later round pick yeah, swap. I was surprised like a third round pick swap or something. Yeah, it was like it very was, affordable to go up. So, I mean, it's not like the Packers would have lost that much. How much did the, do you think the Packers would have lost that much more to move up 10 spots in the first round than what they had to move up to get Christian Watson in the second when they had to move up from like 56 or whatever to 32? I don't know that those numbers are exactly accurate, but they had to move up quite a bit. They gave up a second-round pick, and like that's what the Lions gave up to move up 20 picks in the first round to grab Jamison Williams. I mean, why yeah, not? They traded with the the Vikings. Yeah, so like I, 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 I just the, the Vikings wouldn't want to dealt with the Packers. They might not. But have they could have found one of the other guys. Yeah, you know what I mean? Possible. And you would have thought the Lions wouldn't want to dealt with. But maybe the Vikings like we don't really care if yeah, the Lions come up to grab dude. somebody. But like, yeah, again, they could have negotiated with somebody else around there. This, you know, other teams all traded around in that little area right there. It's not like there wasn't a flurry of trades happening. So the Eagles didn't give up that much to move up there from their spot. Like. You know, to give you a range of, like, where the Eagles kind of made their trade to move up three spots or whatever from where the Packers have to move up, or, like, the Lions moved up 20 spots. The Packers were 10, so, like, in between the two of those. Okay. I mean, you never know. Teams could have just been, you know, they had them over the barrel. And they knew Green Bay needed a wide receiver. Believe me, Chris. So maybe they just asked for more from Green Bay. And, again, the other thing, you know, Aaron Rodgers said uh, that on the Pat McAfee show that, you know, the six wide receivers they had graded with the first round went in the first round. Okay, but they traded up to 34th overall grab Christian Watson. So they didn't have a first-round grade on him, but they traded 34 to get him. So how far off from a first-round grade was Christian Watson really then? For them, if that's what they did, moved yeah. up to do. So, anyway, that's just my opinion on that. Let's just get into just kind of a little bit more of our just reactions about that. So, some uh, let's talk about some of the biggest surprises that happened in there. Rich, you want to start off with something that surprised you? Yeah, in this I, draft? I was surprised by the steel, uh, not the Steelers, the 49ers taking a running back in, in the third round, uh, Tyrion Davis Price. Right, they just took two running backs last year. Granted, Trey Sermon's you know not very good, but they re-signed Jeff Wilson. Um, I thought it was it was wheels up for Elijah Mitchell, but uh, I, I don't know. They, they're willing to spend a third-round pick. Are we ever going to see the resurrection of Trey Sermon? What is going on no, over I there? I think this pick right is, here is, just is, puts the nail on the coffin. Is what? Can you just give me, like, why exactly Trey Sermon never played football last year? Like, what do what do we know? We know that Shanahan they, we likes don't to know stick anything. people in the doghouse. Yeah, so... We don't know why. Essentially, I guess the consensus is right now that he just got beat out for the spot. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Okay. I mean, no, he, yeah, did, I don't even think he was ever like. I don't know, man. It didn't seem like he was, was ever. What was funny though was like, all, all last off season. I mean, we, we can double check this. We can look this mm-hmm. up. The 49ers beat writers were talking about how Sermon was looking good, and he yes, was, the beat writers would be like everybody was talking. Like they were was, also talking yeah. about Sermon. Well, it wasn't like oh Elijah Mitchell Sermon. Uh, Sermon. They were talking about both of them. The so. first, the first uh, Google suggestion is uh, what happened to Chris Sermon. <laughs> <laughs> so this that's is what a, we're trying to figure out, Google. Yeah. So, so you do you have the answer? The Google, the Google just says he's a, a complete non-factor in 2021. I don't want to hate on the guy. I, I, I want to see the guy succeed. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. But let's, I guess let's move on. I'll, I'll look into it uh, for next time. We don't know. And that's what I'm saying. Why, why was Brandon Ayuk in the doghouse to start the season as well? Why, like, I don't, I, I don't know. This I, is what I mean. People people are confused as to why Debo Samuel doesn't want to deal with the 49ers. He hasn't. He's not negotiating. He doesn't want to play for the 49ers. There's nothing to do with the location. 
has nothing to do with his use as a running back. He does not want to play with the 49ers organization. There's something going on there behind the scenes. Well, he refollowed them on social media. Congratulations, so. because he's not being traded. Yeah, he's going to refollow them, but like, is he post a message? Did he put all of his pictures and all back? Like, you know what I mean? They're taking small victories. He's not negotiating with them, right? Has there been any movement on a negotiation front? And they can, like, yeah. He'll come and play this year and be a good teammate because that's what he does. They have nothing on him. What, are they going to franchise tag him knowing that he doesn't want to sign with them and, like, you know, tag and trade him? Is that honestly what they're going to do? Because, you know, that's that seems like the route that they're going down ultimately with it. And it's like, I, again, it's one of those things where it seems like he does not want to be there. It is not, I don't, I'm buying this, oh, you know, he wants to be on the East Coast versus the West Coast. He doesn't want to play for the 49ers organization. There's something going on in that organization. They are confused. I don't know if we already talked about this on a podcast or not, did I? But like just with the const just with the the using the picks to get Trey Lance and then not using Trey Lance and trying to decide between Jim there's mixed messages going all over the place about who your quarterback's gonna be and how that's gonna work. Something went on with Brandon Ayuk and Trey Sermon being the doghouse last season that Trey Sermon never got out of. How often people on that team get hurt? Like, it, there's just something about the organization. There's just a bunch of things about these organizations say there's something going on behind the scenes here that we're not seeing that may indicate this is why he wants out. Because also, do we ever see big free agents wanting to sign with the 49ers anywhere despite their competing for, you know, playoffs and championships? Like, like give, give me the big free agent that they've signed, for, you know what I mean? Like, maybe they'll grab a defender or something, too, but, like... You know, you ever seen a wide receiver, a star wide receiver, say, hey, let me go sign up there at running back? Say, yeah, I want to head to San Francisco so I can get my knees blown out on the turf. Like, I just, I don't know. So that's, I don't think Debo Samuel wants to play for the 49ers is my bottom line. Fair, fair enough. Um, who are we talking about today? We have so much exciting stuff that's So happened. a surprise for me was that Seattle didn't address the quarterback position. I, I just can't honestly imagine that they're going into the season with Drew Locke and Geno Smith as their quarterbacks. It doesn't make any Journeyman sense to Gino. me. Now. I, I think it's Baker Mayfield's landing spot, despite all sides saying that that's not what's happening. Because the forty twenty twenty three, the 49ers aren't trading. The 49ers are not trading Jimmy Garoppolo to the Seahawks. That's like the only other viable person he could get if he wants to legitimately compete. They have two first-round picks. Do they need to compete in order to get the you know a top over, or do they need to tank the season to get a top overall pick? And Wait, have- so if you're playing Superflex right now, is Baker Mayfield a buy for you? You really think he's going to uh, land somewhere good? I don't know. He's n- the uh, only thing holding the only thing keeping Baker Mayfield off of a team right now is the 18 million dollars that he's owed, and that's the sticking point for things. The Browns do not want that on their books to start the season. I think at some point they're going to have to eat a chunk of it, but they'd rather eat like half of it than eat the whole thing with him still in the building. Like I think it'd be worth, you know, 10 million to pay to take 10 million of it to hit to get him out of the building as well. Okay, well, bottom line is do you do you want Baker Mayfield on your Superflex team? Yeah, if people are out on Baker Mayfield, I would target Baker Mayfield as an option. I don't think Baker Mayfield's done in this league. I think he should be a starter in this league and he will be a starter in this league somewhere because there are plenty of teams that need a quarterback and there's not going to be enough available next season. Cool. I like it. So, Giants keep an eye yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I would go after him for sure. I mean, I wouldn't go after him, but, like, I mean, I would pay a fair price. Yeah, for the right yeah. price. Yeah, for the right price. I, I feel like his value is going to be – it's so – it's so um, you don't know what's going to happen. So you can probably capitalize if somebody has him and they're like, oh, you know, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Because, I mean, if he's a backup, then he's – I mean, as a, he's a handcuff at that point, you yeah. know. So, he's a handcuff, yeah. What else we got? So another thing that just kind of surprised me was that the Colts took Jelani Woods 
uh, as in, what was it, the third round, I believe it was, Jelani Woods went? Uh, double check that. Uh, yeah, I but, believe you're right. Because they just signed Moali Cox to a deal, so I, I, we would have thought that Moali Cox would have been the tight end in, in Indianapolis. And with Matt Ryan there, the tight end in Indianapolis may be a, va- a valuable fantasy tool. Jelani Woods seems like a big play guy. So do they bring Moali Cox back to be a blocking tight end and Jelani Woods to be the deep threat kind of down the seam athletic guy? He's a big play wide receiver. He's a big play guy. He right? needs but a little bit more refinement. Right, Moali so Cox will have a role. He's going to be the red zone guy. You know, he's, that's what he's been doing. Who, Woods? Yeah, no, uh, Moali Cox. Moali Cox. <laughs> Cox. So... I, I don't know. I think Jelani Woods will be their pass catch because, like you said, he's rolling these developments. So in that case, he's the guy that you use, I guess, more as a receiver. Like, who do you trust more to block than, you know, I guess is what I'm saying in that situation. Mo Ali Cox or Jelani Woods. I think you trust the guy with the better technique that's yeah, a little more I experience mean, at the tight end position. I like Jelani Woods. I just I think he's going to be eased into it. He needs some time to develop. I, I don't think he usurps Mo Ali Cox's job this year. He's a rookie tight end, so I'm just saying keep it up. Well, I'm just saying I don't know that yeah. it's Mo Ali Cox's job in and of itself now. You know what I'm saying? So I think... Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I they just they just resigned him, didn't they? I understand, but then they spent this pick on Jelani Woods, and he took him as the second tight end when there was other guys available that went later as well. So I just they'll play more twelve. Wh- where did uh, Jelani Woods go to? The Indianapolis Colts. Sorry, I was I was writing some notes there. No, you're fine. Um, but as I said, with Matt Ryan there, I think he could be a valuable fantasy asset because Matt Ryan has had top ten tight end production before, even when it was what was it Austin Hooper was on their team before he yeah. got traded to the Browns or wherever he went. He had a good season there, so uh, it's something to keep an eye on. I, I, it's something to keep an eye on for me, is what I'm saying. I don't know that necessarily it's Mo Alley Cox's job. So yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Surprised me they spent such a, a high draft volume on him after after signing Mo Alley Cox. So, so I, keep it keep an eye. Sorry, if I could just cut in real quick. Um, I just had a question: How you guys feel about um, real quick? And if you don't want to talk about, it, we don't have to. Uh, the Situation that's going on with the wide receiver room with the Arizona Cardinals. So the we, DeAndre Hopkins. So Hopkins is out. About? Hopkins is out. Uh, who they who do they have there now? Besides, I know they have Ron Marquise Moore, Brown. Marquise they resigned so, AJ oh yeah. Green. So they have Hollywood now. AJ Green still there. So it's, so the starters at this moment, because DeAndre Hopkins has been it for the first six games, would be Marquise Brown, Rondell Moore, and AJ Green. They also added like a number of other wide receivers. I think in the undrafted free agency, yeah. So they added right. a couple of random guys there as well to kind of fill in for special teams and all that. But to start the season, it will be Marquise Brown, Rondell Moore, and AJ Green, and then DeAndre Hopkins is going to come back. So somebody is going to lose their spot. Rondell Moore is most likely lose yeah. his spot, right? Yeah. Well, they got to contend with Zach Ertz too. But yeah. Just keep in mind, the Cardinals' offense is different than other offenses. This isn't wide receiver one goes out and wide receiver two moves to his spot and wide receiver That's, three moves yeah. to his spot. The Cardinals' offense, DeAndre Hopkins always lines up on the left side of the field in the wide receiver formation. This guy is always in the slot, and the other guy is always on the right side of the field. That's how it is. So DeAndre Hopkins coming back doesn't necessarily force Rondell Moore out because I don't think Rondell Moore is filling in DeAndre Hopkins' role. At that point, so AJ Green's going to be on the outside on one side. I I think that it could potentially be Marquise Brown on the outside on the other. I think maybe Marquise Brown moves to AJ, or maybe it's AJ Green filling in for DeAndre Hopkins. That's what it'll probably be. AJ Green will fill in DeAndre Hopkins' role at the moment. Marquise Brown will stay on the right side because when 
DeAndre Hopkins at the back will take A.J. Green out and leave Marquise Brown and Rondell Moore out there, but pull A.J. Green out because I just Mark I don't can Marquise Brown and Rondell Moore fill DeAndre Hopkins' role? They don't have the size, right? A.J. Green's the only one that's built to fill the role, right? So yeah, just, I mean they can like adjust. They have to adjust their quarterback play, but I mean I think it's not the quarterback play. That's the formation, the way they have them line up. This is how Kim, if Cliff Kingsbury runs his offense too. too. Yeah, I mean I'm, I'm saying if if Marquise Brown takes uh, right, but I'm saying who's filling in DeAndre Hopkins' role? It, it's A.J. Green. Combination of the both of them. Yeah, I I understand what you're saying though that they are set in their ways. So, but that's so that's some so good that's insight because I didn't know about that. Yeah, that's what I'm concerned yeah, no, about. But one guy can fill DeAndre Hopkins. I, I don't but I'm saying with yeah. the way they both run their offense, with always who's the guy that's going to line up where DeAndre Hopkins always lined up. Both of them. I don't see them both out there. They don't usually do that, is what I'm saying. So I don't know that they're going to. I think it might just be AJ Green over in DeAndre Hopkins' role until so we'll have DeAndre to Hopkins comes yeah. back. Yeah, Either way, so. I'm very excited about uh, Ryan Elmore getting some more. Uh, he he might not, but you know we're we get to know now. Now it's it's week one through week six for Rondell Moore, which is for a lot of people he's a big question mark still because he's still young. But right now it's it's prove it time I'm, for yeah. six weeks. I'm step up. Yeah. I don't know. I'm less optimistic about Rondell Moore. I, I'm not optimistic, but Brown because I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But yeah, the addition of Marquise Brown, like Kyler Murray and him are boys. You know what I mean? Like that's his guy. So like I know there's going to be a connection there with him, and then there's the D Hop thing. So I just mm-hmm. I'm worried about how much is left there because they're still going to get Ertz involved as well. And right, exactly. what are we talking about, so James? If he can't Con- get, I just don't know. If he can't get involved at this point, what is his value? It's pretty much really yeah, low. Be, yeah. So yeah. I don't. I yeah. yeah it, I, I'm just, concerned about Rondell Moore's value. Marquise Brown's value is up for me because this is a way heavier volume passing attack than he for had sure. in Baltimore. Yeah. So. And again, just I think Marquise Brown is better suited to be a wide receiver two than he has to be a wide receiver one, like they were using Adam in Baltimore. Not that he was off. I mean, he had a thousand yards last you year. You guys so had a good season. He had I, a very good. He season. just was inconsistent with his production. Is the problem is that yeah, I mean, he's one of those Lamar guys got that hurt, raved. So that, that's gonna. Yeah, that's terrible, what is so. Duvernay's first name? Devin. Devin, Devin Duvernay. Okay, I just had a question because it's a good way to transition over to Baltimore real quick. Obviously. Most people think big winner out of this uh, draft is Ron, or not Randall Moore, sorry, Rashad Bateman out of Baltimore. But if you watched a lot of the Ravens games last year, you'd see that actually Devin Duvernay was like being schemed up for a lot of things. And uh, I keep seeing people throwing his name around. Obviously, this guy is you know somebody that's like more deep. I was trying to see how old he is. He is twenty four years old. I mean, he hasn't been getting a lot of talk recently. It's just like, uh, I watched a lot of Ravens games, like, in concert. I don't know how. I just think they were on our TV a lot no. um, here here in Philly. So, uh, but, like, dude, he got schemed into the, the plays a lot. I don't know. He could be somebody that, you know, maybe you could pick up for on the cheap if you're looking for some real deep depth. Take a shot so, in the dark, yeah. I, I mean, I don't. I think you can get him from pretty, for pretty cheap, you know. So I was going to say, this was part of our next segment uh, where we were talking about confusing picks or moves. I was going to say one of mine is actually a confusing non-move. How did the Ravens not add a wide receiver at any point? To because their... they have faith in Bateman to be wide receiver one. And That's more... great. You they're need another wide receiver. They're going to run the ball more. Yeah, That's why they drafted the two tight ends, too. More, more than 12, more one, personnel. You need more than one wide receiver on your team, especially a guy who was banged up last year who was a... He was a rookie last year who was banged up. He's got like the draft team. capital that shows I, I understand team that. You still need another wide receiver on your team. I can't. Devin honestly. Duvernay. Yeah, Devin Duvernay. Step oh up time. Yeah. He's 24 how, years how old. How many yards did he have last year? They schemed him open, right? 
Are they scheme plays for him? What did he have last year? What was his stats? <laughs> I can't tell if receiving no, yards is just last year. I don't know how well, how many years he's been. Like I'll pull it up right now. Just 2021, he had a total of uh, 272 yards. Okay, yeah, they schemed they schemed him into the offense. <laughs> and now just like, the game like, logs up. Come on, I will. I will. This. What are we talking about, guys? They need another wide receiver. Like this isn't an argument. I'm I'm not playing this Dude, game. All like I that. know is that I li- I'm not doubting that they have faith in Rashad Bateman to be wide receiver one. I don't doubt that at all. Why? Re- yeah, Rashad Bateman's wide receiver one. Rashad Bateman stocks up. That's great. You need another wide receiver, especially what happens if Rashad Bateman gets hurt. You're running out four tight ends. I would like. What are we doing? They need another wide receiver. They're not. Oh Jesus Christ. I hear you. I was, maybe the Dev- after Devin. Listen, du- I'm the so, I'm the producer. I, so I after Devin Duvernay, they got James Prochet, <laughs> and then who else? Like you know, what are we talking about here, guys? The the Ravens need another wide receiver in the baddest way. I don't know what to tell you. Again, I I said Thomas Landry's still available. I'm gonna say it on the podcast because I said it. I asked you guys about it, but I'm just throwing it out there now. The Ravens drafted doubled down on tight end in the draft. Maybe they trade Mark Andrews to somebody for a wide receiver. Just throwing it out there. Just putting it out there for you. I don't know. Maybe a team like Seattle wants to acquire Mark Andrews to go with their run-heavy offense, and they're not satisfied with Noah Font to be the blocking tight end over there, and they'll give them, you know, a DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett in exchange for Mark Andrews. I just putting something like that out there, so, you know, just Devin Duvernay. Little no nugget way. for everybody. I'm I, I'm not buying Devin Duvernay stocks. You guys can buy Devin Dude, Duvernay stocks. I'm talking stocks. about selling him for like a fourth. Or yeah, buying him for, like for a fourth. For I'm, not, right buy, I'm not buying him for a shot on him for a fourth? I'm not buying him for a No, I'll add him in free agency for a dollar fab. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. I feel like that's probably the more reasonable take, but... I like I like fringe fantasy takes, so... Alright, Rich, give, give, give me a move that surprised you, or a, a pick or a move that surprised you in this draft. Um, about Tyquan Thornton getting going to New England God. in the second round, 50th overall. What? And they traded up, right? Yes. I believe so. Let For me... a guy who many people thought was going to go... Oh, by the way, Slade Bolton's on the... A lot later than the second round. Did I lose a page Just here? very confused. I know they needed speed, and I, and I know they needed another wide receiver for that deep play element. And... I don't know, man. This was an yeah, awful it was just move. Surprising, yeah, it was just very surprising, and this was an awful. Me scratching my head, you know, like the- Belichick can't draft. Just put it out there. Bill Belichick is a horrible drafter. He reached on every single one of these players that he took. Essentially, <laughs> he reached on the lineman that they took in the first round. I understand you have him great away. I don't know trade back or something like every other team wanted to do to trade back. You, you reached on him. Sorry, I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to interrupt you. That's no problem. I just wanted I mean, to. Remind Rick that Slade Bolden is not on the Patriots. Patriots. That was what, just from earlier, from so, from earlier one of your your predictions yeah, way back one prediction, about well. two like, months ago. And yeah. so what, was he Look drafted or was he under? Uh, uh, yeah, drafted, signed to the Ravens. Wow. So yeah, so you were that was one of your draft predictions that went. Yeah. So sorry to transition this back to this awful pick of Tyquan Thornton by the. Uh, Patriots in the second round, and yes, they didn't fact trade up with the Chiefs to take them. Here's let, let me transition over to my big surprise, which was the Giants taking Wondell Robinson in the second round, forty third overall, even before Tyquan Thornton. Here's here's like the awful move. About, here's the awful thing about these moves. So for Wondell Robinson, particularly, if you were he's like five eight one seventy or something. Like I don't know what we're talking. I, I don't understand 
what they were doing taking this guy. He's essentially the gadget player that you got Kadarius Tony to be. And now everything they're claiming that Kadarius Tony isn't going anywhere and everything's fine, even though they're talking about being drafted. But they signed the deal to Kenny Galladay. You still have Sterling Shepard. Wondell Robinson doesn't add any dynamic to your team that you didn't have in Kadarius Tony or Sterling Shepard if you wanted to keep those guys around. And just, if you wanted that skill set, John Mechie went a pick later to the Houston Texans, I believe. Sky Moore went 54th overall to the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, Calvin Austin went in the fifth round at 138. All of these guys offer the same exact skill set as Wando Robinson, except they're better players. They've been more productive, and they just test it better, and they have better, like, they're better suited transition to the NFL. Why wouldn't you have taken Sky Moore over Wandell Robinson? Like, what are you doing? Same thing with the Patriots with Tyquan Thornton. Wandell Robinson, again, Sky Moore, the Patriot, the Chiefs took him after that. To, if In addition to that, if you wanted something else, like, again, because the, the, the Giants already have Kadarius Tony. You had George Pickens available, who went 52nd. You had Alec Pierce, who went 53rd. Jalen Tolbert, who went 88th. David Bell, who went 99th. Like, I just... Uh, what was the deal with taking these two guys there? You could have gotten these guys in the 4th, 5th round, and you took them in the 2nd round over these other guys that were way better. I just... I don't know. It could be a, a, a situation where the scouts are better than us. No. <laughs> you know what happened the last very time? well could be. You I know mean, what happened the last time Bill Belichick drafted a wide receiver high? He took in Kill Harry. Kill Harry, yeah. I mean, kind of, whatever, that kind was of a worse pick to Jalen Rager. It reminded me a lot of uh, last year's pick at 2 2 Atwell. Yeah. It's just like, mm -hmm. you could have got him a little bit later. I don't think you needed to take him in the Fair second. Enough. And Fair he's enough. a smaller guy, right? Like, Isn't that the Chargers? Uh, that was the Rams. Does uh, Belichick okay. pick the players in New England? Yes. yes. He does. I didn't know. Yeah. Belichick runs that organization. With I mean, I figured, but yeah, I, I didn't know if it was like really just. I don't know. Like I said, you guys. Yeah, are the that was somewhere. just that was. That's all. That's always my fallback, by the way. Gotcha. <laughs> that, I like those, to cop out. Yeah. Those picks were just awful. So those were some of the biggest things that kind of surprised me. So with that being said, Rich, who give me got somebody that you thought was like the biggest winner or a, a big loser from the draft. You want to talk just rookie, or you want to talk like a just veteran, depending on like the role and the whatever. situation. Could be a player, could be a team, an offense, a coach, or whatever. How about the Jets' offense as a big winner? They they got some weapons now, man. They really do. Add a Brees Hall, add a Garrett Wilson. Yeah, man. And you know they they improved the offensive line, which was already an improved unit what, for the what, previous who, season. What like, what did they add uh, that with Elijah Moore? What was their offensive line pick? Uh, it was their first round, right? Their first pick was Ahmad Sauce Gardner. Yep. Okay, yeah. Baller of a cornerback. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Who else? So, Who did they get at the uh, offensive line? Do you know? Or I know. I I, I, look I do up. know they added them. I'll, I'll take a look at it. But yeah, keep going with what you're saying. You're I think they got weapons for days, man. You take Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Brees Hall. You know, Michael Carter might have himself a little role there. And you know, it's time for Zach Wilson to step up, and he's got everything he needs. He's got an offensive line, and he's got weapons. So. If he can't get it they traded up that. for a defensive end in the end of the first round. Is that the guy you're talking about, or are you talking about an offensive lineman? They traded up for, was Jermaine Johnson, I believe? Yeah, Jermaine Johnson, DM. Were you talking about an offensive lineman that they grabbed, Coyle? Yeah, I was just wondering if they took an offensive lineman early, but um, I'm taking a look at it right now. It looks like they got a couple guys on day three. Um, let me take a look here. You guys, you guys can keep going. I'll figure it out. So... You take a second. One of my biggest winners that I was going to say would uh, be obviously Jalen Hurts. 
Eagles did not take a quarterback through the draft. They traded to acquire A.J. Brown, who Jalen Hurts has tried to recruit in college, has been recruiting off the, you know, to the side during this past offseason. So his job is secure for this season because they didn't add another quarterback to really compete with them. I mean, they did grab Carson Strong as an undrafted free agent, but like he's not realistically competing with Jalen Hurts for no, the starting he's getting, role. He's getting healthy more than anything. He's, he's got, got A.J. Brown issue. now. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, you got to go. I was just saying he's got, Carson Strong's got the knee issue. He's more getting healthy yeah. than he is competing for the job. Exactly. And Jalen Hurts was a little banged up as well, but he had surgery. He should be fine. He was throwing with A.J. Brown previously in the in the offseason. So, yeah, Hurts I is mean, in that, that put-up or, or shut-ups uh, yeah, up. he's got. What else could he? What could he complain about? Me, look they, at the they offensive line, right? Look at the offensive line. Now the wide receivers. They right? could. They could use the, something else at running back, but you can get by with Miles Sanders yeah, and the other guys there. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. No, I'm not disagreeing that it's a time for him to prove it than it is. Yeah. So I'm saying no. He's got pass catchers there now. They got weapons, man. They got weapons. So it's time to see. My main concern now is, is the lack of addition in the secondary. And unfortunately, despite your confidence, we did not get Tyron Matthew, so we're kind of thin back there in the secondary. Uh, this might actually be good, though, for the Eagles' offense from a fantasy standpoint because they might have to throw more now, and he's got the to weapons score, to throw. Yeah. So maybe I know the Eagles were pretty run-heavy last season, kind of like the Titans, but maybe they have to throw more this season, and maybe both A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith can be relevant fan, top 30 fantasy wide receivers. Are we feeling better about A.J. Brown on the Eagles compared to the Titans? Uh, well, last, just from last year. The same? The same. Okay. Yeah, until, again, until we see if the up, because the Eagles were pretty run-heavy last season, but A.J. Brown is a better wide receiver. How do they manage him with his knees and all that, you know, as well? But, again, we, we got to see, because the Eagles could end up in a lot of shootouts with the with the lack they have in the secondary, yeah. so they could be forced to throw and not run as much as they did last season. That might be what they're going for. I know that's what Howie Roseman wants to do anyway, so. Gotcha. Let's move on then. The next thing we're going to talk about, we're going to go through our top five rookies in Dynasty based off of now that we know their landing spots, kind of what we project the role to be, how soon it's going to take them to get there, and all of that. So, do we want to start with wide receivers, Rich? You pick. We start where you want to start. I was going to say quarterbacks. There's not much there. We could rip Let's, through it. All right. I mean, Let's, get it done. There's not much there, man. There's not a lot of meat on that bone. Sure. <laughs> Let's start at quarterbacks then. So, we haven't really seen each other's rankings on this. So, this will be a fun conversation to go through together when we find out how far apart we are on things. Number one quarterback overall from the rookies this class. Who do you got? Kenny Pickett. Yeah, me as well. It's easy. Kenny Pickett's most likely going to start at some point this season. I'm not saying it's the beginning of the season, but he's competing with Mitchell Trubisky. If anything, it'll be one of those things where they get towards the end of the season. If they're out of it, he'll take over and so that they can kind of see what he's there. I don't know that Mitch is there for the long term. And this is one of those things where, again, like they kind of say, if if it's close between the two of them, like if this goes to the scorecards, they'll probably give it to Kenny Pickett because he's well, He might just beat him out in camp. So. He's... He, they didn't give Mitch Starkey money as the, as the most uh, pro-ready quarterback of the class, right? He's the only one to get drafted in the first round, in the first two rounds. The next quarterback didn't go to the third. It tells you the NFL believes in him, right? I mean, I, I could see him winning anyway. that job coming out. Yeah, Steelers do, right? Yeah. So, 
I mean, I can see him beating. Do you think he's even going to move out of his uh, house in Pittsburgh, <laughs> or is he just going to stay there? Does he need to? Yeah, I don't know. Was and he in a house, or was he in a dorm? I'm sure he was not living in a dorm in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, maybe he was. Maybe uh, Pitt will let him stay. So, yeah, Kenny Pickup, most likely starting at some point this year, if not winning the starting job outright. If you're drafting now, he's the number one quarterback I would take because he has the clearest path to playing time. That being said, I don't think that these other guys don't have a path to being there, despite their being taken later. I think we could get there. So let's let's talk about quarterback number two, because I imagine this is where we're going to start disagreeing on everything. Quarterback number two for me is Malik Willis. Who you got? I have Desmond Ritter. Okay. We're off. All right. Here we go. So Let's get it started. Just Malik Willis has the highest upside of any of these quarterbacks. We talked about it before in, in the preseason, or not preseason, but pre-draft process. When we were going through it, we liked his arm. We liked his legs. He's got the most to be the dual-threat quarterback. To eventually take over the role, and I know he went to the Titans, but at this point, Tannehill's, they can't get out of Tannehill's contract this season because there's too much of a dead cap hit. But they can be out of it next season where the dead cap hit dropped significantly. And they might want to because if, essentially if Ryan Tannehill peaked last season and got them the number one seed and they're one and done in the AFC playoffs, you know what I mean, then they're going to look to move on from him because his contract is like, it's like $40 million. You're not paying $40 million to be one and done in the playoff. So I think it's just one of those things where we're going to be looking for upside. Again, this was part of the thing when we talked about the Browns moving on from Baker Mayfield. It wasn't that Baker was. It was that they liked the better upside of Deshaun Watson. Teams are doing this now. They're not paying $40 million for average quarterbacks unless you're the Minnesota Vikings. So I just think he could potentially gain the starting role next year or even possibly if the Titans fall out of it this season, he could take, again, just one of the things where he could potentially start to gain some starting time. I'm not saying that he seizes the starting role or that it's a guarantee, but he has the highest upside if he is to get the starting job. And, like, I don't know that his chance is any less than it is for anybody else. So Yeah, Rick, yeah. did you uh, see Tannehill's comments uh, yeah, He's not mentoring him, but everybody takes that out of proportion. Okay, like, What he means is, like, he's not there to teach him how to be a quarterback. Right. right. He's there to be the starting quarterback and win football right. games. He's right. so sure. If he's taking his time away to teach him how to be a quarterback, he's not doing his actual job of trying to win football games. I right? hear you. Like, the dude's got to learn by osmosis. You know, he's got to be there, watch and learn, and, and pick stuff up that way. That's how you. That's how that goes. Right. Like, he said afterwards, like, you know, but if he happens to learn things from me along the way, that's good. Yeah. Like, so it's not one of those... People hear that and just, like, imagine, like, I don't know, like, they're going to be sitting in the meeting room and, like, they're going to be watching a play and, like, he, Malik Willis is going to look over and be like, you know, hey, Ryan, so what are you seeing on this? And he's just going to look at him and be like, like, not talking to you. Like, that's not going to happen. Like, that's not the type no. of guy that Ryan Tannehill is. But at the same time, it also means, like you said, like, he's not going to go out of his way. We're going to have a dogfight for a uh, starting quarterback maybe possibly in a few years. Could be, could be this year. This year, but yeah, again, he's not going to go out of his it, he's not going to go out of his way to teach him and tell him. I don't I don't think most quarterbacks do. Like you know, I don't think they're going over and being like so. Some of them do, but those are usually like the journeyman backups. Do. But I don't think he's but going over me after playing. He's like, we'll see what's good. Because again, you like you said, he's the start- after they lose the job. Right, he's the starting quarterback. He's worried about playing, and. He's worried about reading and analyzing and seeing the field for himself, so he might be explaining it to a coach or something, but I don't think he's going to take the time to stop and explain it to, you know, his backup. Right. So it's one of those things where the backup should be paying attention and seeing and hearing him discuss with the coaches. So, yeah, but so I'm, you're, you're, yeah, I'm not buying it. 
I, I got Ritter ranked higher strictly on the fact that he played in a more pro-ready system. He was more productive in college. And he goes to a system with a coach who's got a proven track record of working with quarterbacks and being successful. He, he's the one who turned Tannehill around, right, Arthur Smith. Um, so I, I'll, I'll take that bet over Malik Willis any day. The bet on the upside, I'll take the guy who who's, has the productivity, has the track record, and goes into a system that I think he can be productive. Like, I, I easily see him beating out Felipe Franks for QB2. And Mariota... I mean, I, I love that he's a great player, right? But he gets hurt all the time. Yeah, you know, he's always injured. So that, he's got a path to play this season. I mean, again, Malik Willis could potentially more solidified than Malik Willis. Okay, congratulations, he's starting. Who's he throwing the ball to? Kyle, Kyle Pitts and Drake London. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, come two on. nice, yeah. two nice weapons. I know we're talking about a sophomore tight end and a rookie wide receiver here. Let's not act like he's let's thrown into like the Bengals wide weapons. receiving. Yeah. Court. Let's not act like Drake London's not consensus. Right, wide receiver one. Okay. Right, but, wide receiver one. But again, Malik Willis is upside with his legs. Is is just even if they have if they have an equal what receiving core, Malik Willis is more upside Marino's with his Russian leg. history. He's got a, he's can run too. What do he run a four six? He doesn't have I that four four speed that that Willis has. But he's a very productive runner in college. Got underrated but Malik Willis is we, Malik Willis is upside uh, for as far as the rushing is. Four high. four nine. It looks like for Ritter. If I have that correct, let me uh, double check that. It's from SI.com, so I believe it's probably right. Uh, I don't know. Let me double it seems, check. It though. seems a little quick. It does seem a little. Four five two. Four five two. Four five two. Four five two. He's got wheels too. And he That's from NFL.com. He comes more yeah. pro ready. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know what what what's who who you guys got at number three here. Uh, I have Matt Corral. Me too. At number three. Hey, we agree hey, on Matt Corral. Hey. <laughs> uh, we're, we're we're all very high on Matt Corral. So he had great tape, and he's got a he's got a path to play this season. Like, are you betting on Sam Darnold? Yeah, I'm. I'm again. I'm looking at getting Macarell late in our dynasty draft this year, uh, only because I don't have. We play in a one QB league, and I don't have basically a backup besides Tannehill. Again, <laughs> again, I, the, I think yes, Macarell has a path to start. Again, I just thought Malik Willis also has a path to start. We have different feelings about Ryan Tannehill. Is basically what it comes down to. Yeah, we've always right. had different feelings about Ryan Tannehill, yep. but Ryan Tannehill could be done halfway through this season for it all we be. know. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, That's like, just what it is. Like again, you're talking about a guy who threw three interceptions in the playoff game. His first pass, his first pass after this after the halftime, and his last pass of the game, interceptions cost his team the game. Like I just okay. So Matt Corral for the Panthers, though he goes to a decent system with DJ Moore there. He's got Robbie Anderson. You got hopefully Christian McCaffrey back at some point, healthy for you completely, and maybe he'll stay the whole season there for you. You're competing with Sam Darnold. Again, the concern, though, too, is if the coaching staff is out next season and possibly the general manager, you have a new regime cha- a new regime come in, do they honestly want to go with the third-round quarterback that the previous regime selected, or are they going to try to get their own guy in there? So that's kind of where, like... He, yeah, he's one of those guys he's probably going to have to impress when he gets on the field this year, and he probably will see the field. He's also got some of the off-field issues that might be a little concerning for people, so I just... Again, yeah. and Carolina's offense looked great for three games last season and fell apart. I just, I, I, I don't know. He, he could again, just one of these things where. 
I think Kenny Pickett has a 90% chance to start the season as a quarterback and, and play 10-plus games. The rest of these guys, I'm looking at eight or fewer games starting for, for them for this season is basically where we're at with Willis and Corral. And then our number four quarterbacks where I have Desmond Ritter and I'm going to assume you have Malik, Malik Willis. Willis. So ours are pretty similar except our two and our fours are They're flip. flop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, who we got down there at number five, then? Sam Howell. Yeah. Fifth round draft capital's tough, man. Uh, where, where's uh, he going again? Washington Commanders. The Commanders. Yeah. Commies. He yeah. could potentially end up starting. Carson Wentz's injury history, you know, they could move on from Carson next season, and Sam Howell could and kind of fill in until they no, got something. Uh, here's Carson gets some PTSD when the uh, quarterbacks get drafted, when a young yeah. rookie enters the room. Yeah, I guess Jaylen it was, a, was there, what, you know? what, what, when was uh, Hertz taken in the NFL draft? What, second, second, second round. round. Yeah, so not the fifth it's round. A, like it's the fifth but round, but you know, we could get him shaken. He could. Yeah, I don't know. I we'll don't have know. to say if he throws that, a couple that organization picks. is in shambles as well. Yeah. So you never know what's going on. Yeah. Here's just what I want to put out there for everybody, just like thinking, like they'll, you know, again, these guys got taken later, but the thought process of oh, we'll just grab a quarterback next year. There are five teams that have two first round picks next year. Let me know if you know anything in common about these guys. The Lions, the Texans, the Seahawks, the Dolphins, and the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, I think we all the, know what the... The, the fact that they're all potentially here. moving on from a quarterback yeah, next season. So be. you've got five teams that already have two first-round picks next season that could all potentially be moving on from the quarterbacks. We think all five need quarterbacks next year? We don't know that all five need quarterbacks next year, but all five could need quarterbacks oh. next year. The Seahawks are going to need to do something about quarterback. They're not honestly yeah. running out with Drew Locke and Geno Smith. They're, they're catering to them this season. Baker, I believe that. That's great. They're not I having any modicum that. of success, and they're going to do something about it next year. Baker Mayfield, will, yeah. Baker Mayfield will end up okay. on one of those teams if... He doesn't land somewhere this year. Like he I'm ends saying, up being on the Browns this year. Like, I'm just saying the, the situation in which Jarrett Goff, Davis Mills, Drew Locke, Tua Tagovailoa, and Jalen Hurts all work out and all manage to stay the starters for their team next season seems kind of slim. I think Tua and Jalen Hurts have the best chance to do it, and the other three teams will probably be looking to replace it. Then you look at other teams that don't have two first-round picks but are going to need or possibly needing quarterbacks. The Giants, the Commanders, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Vikings, the Saints, the Colts. Like, it's not just, you know, we'll just grab a quarterback next year. You're looking at, like, 12, 14 teams that are going to be looking for quarter, could be looking for quarterbacks next year if things don't go for them right this year. So these guys, even though they're taken later, could potentially start. So don't count them out. Just because they went later, and don't just think that a team can just grab a quarterback next year. It doesn't, you know. So teams might have told, told themselves this year. Sam Howell was going to be a first round pick before last season played out. So things happen. Yep. All right. So that's enough on the quarterbacks there. Sorry, went a little long, ran it. Yeah, who are we swinging over to next? Uh, wide receivers or running backs? Do we want to do running backs? I guess we'll do running backs and tight ends. Wide receivers. Running backs. Like we we have some exciting running backs. Uh, we have two of them at least. Yeah, two exciting running backs and a I think bunch we have of three, but three, it's four, a, but then four it, potential. It, here's the thing: it gets interesting because a lot of people have their ADPs. Obviously, you have tier one is mm-hmm. is uh, Hall and Walker. Even if you want to do it, one A, one B, whatever. You know, Hall, those tier are, one, Walker, yeah, tier two. whatever. And then, but there's obviously a break, you know, because you got a lot of good receivers this year. So, what do you, what do you guys think? RB one. I think our top it, it's three, cons- four is probably very similar. Brees Hall, RB one. Yep. Who, who's two for you guys? Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker. Three. Damian Pierce. I got uh, James Cook three. 
All right. Well, let's start. Let's I, start there then. I got Pierce well, four though, so let's just not re- like much okay, of a Let's just recap some things. Well, I, yeah. I feel a little different about Cook, but we'll not that much different. But let's just so just again, Brees Hall went to the New York Jets in the second round in this draft. Kenneth Walker went to the Seattle Seahawks. Damian Pierce went to the Houston Texans, and then James Cook went to the Buffalo Bills. Yep. Right. So, Brees Hall. Michael Carter stocks down. Brees Hall is going to be the one-two back pretty much there. Michael Carter is going to be the complimentary back. I really I really hope it's more of a Brees Hall has the role and, and Michael Carter kind of spells him and not necessarily Brees Hall's one-two and they, Michael Carter's the third down nah, back. I they really, traded up to get him. Brees Hall's got the pass-catching profile. That's, what that's going to be one of those, like, kind of like I expected to be how Pittsburgh was last year with Najee and, like, Snell. Yeah, they bring the him in. They, run them. Those other yeah, guys. they bring him in for a little bit of time, you know. Mm-hmm. But Michael, it's, it won't be multiple guys like Pittsburgh use. It'll be Michael Carter. Right. But mm-hmm. I, like the lion's share of the work, I'm expecting to go to Brees Hall. Okay. Yeah. Pass catching work. So. so that's what I'm saying. So we're not expecting it to be first, second down, Brees, third down. Here comes no, Michael Carter. No. I think Perfect. that's a nice mix. Yeah. So no, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Hall is definitely consensus number one. If you have one on one, I. I mean, I don't know. Take Yeah, you. Yeah, if you're, I mean, uh, like, I, common common thing I see online. Don't take what your team needs. Take best player available. One on one. Don't overthink it. Yeah, don't. He's got it. an elite athletic profile. He put up production for multiple years, and, and he's got Jets, the draft capital cool. to back it up. Yeah, like, he does. He mm-hmm. checks all the boxes. Like, go ahead, man. And his Jets offense is coming together now. Between you they know, got a him. lot of weapons. They got mm-hmm. a lot of weapons. Cool. What uh? What about Walker here? I mean, that now now it's definitely a little bit more because you could take a wide receiver at one hundred two instead of taking Walker. Rashad Penny's on a one year deal. Chris Carson's unlikely to play football again. I'm just gonna say I don't think Chris Carson's yeah. playing again. He's got this. Con- they were talking about it before last year when he had the thing, and then they said, "Oh, well, no, he'll be back," and then he never came back. And there's still talk about something going on. I, I think Chris Carson's done. Rashad Penny's on a one year deal. I think Kenneth Walker is going to be their guy. So as much as you might not want to hear it, Coyle, I'm sorry, but I think Kenneth yeah. Walker... Well, I do want to hear it. I have one or two. Well, I know you have Rashad Penny, I, so... I got, I, I got my it would have, it, it, Kenneth Walker could have gone somewhere else, and you could have had him still and yeah, still have true. Rashad Penny. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I didn't really expect uh, Penny to be the guy there. I don't know. It's the injury history with yeah. Penny. He's, he's just never managed to stay on the field for him. I don't think they could trust it, so... Yeah. That's okay. I'll, I'll take the... I'll take Walker and the handcuff. I think the I think this will be a situation like we talked about with Brees Hall, where it's Kenneth Walker majority of the time and Rashad Penny will come in and spell him. I don't think that happens till later in the season. You don't think so? No, I think well, yeah. I think Penny will, will probably hold him off for a few weeks. Okay, I really, uh, I really do. Penny he exploded at the end of last season. Um, they've loved him for this long. What was he done for the last? I don't know how many years since he was drafted in the first. He's round. young too, but they, but they kept young. him around. It's been multiple years where he didn't produce very much. Was injured. They kept him around. I'm he finally sure. puts on. They re-sign him. I expect they're going to give him an opportunity. They're not just going to hand it over. to the They young re-signed guy. him to a one-year deal and then spent a second-round pick on a running back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're because give him an opportunity. You know, you have to hedge your bet at the same time. Exactly. I mean, there's no. I mean, I feel like it's going to be one of those things. They they feel it out in training camp and they see who the best guy is. I mean, you know, Penny. I think. What was this? Is it gonna be his third or fourth year in the league? Do we know? I think this will be his fourth. I will check right now. But I know he this has. This might be his fifth. Obviously, it might, be, it might it, actually. Probably it might be. It might be his fifth. Because uh, he was a first round pick. He, yeah, he was a first round pick. I will check it out right now. But either if, way, he's. If they had, had, real quick, he's been injured, right? So his touch count is really low. 
if he's coming up to the end of his contract, there's no reason that they might not just run his ass into the ground. They just signed him to a one-year contract. So okay. I'm saying, you, if he was a first-round pick, that means they either declined his fifth-year option and then just signed him to this one-year deal, which should tell you what they think about him, or they picked up his fifth-year option and he's been in the league for five years, which I don't know if that's... When was he drafted? He's 27? Uh, uh, he was drafted in 2018. 2018. So, yeah, we're in his fifth year. That we're get, Right. 2022 will be his fifth year. So they didn't pick up his fifth-year option then and then just signed him to this one-year deal is what they did with right. him. Mm-hmm. And then drafted a running back in the second round. Yeah, I'm out on Penny. I think Kenneth Walker will have the job sooner right. rather than later. I, I do, too. I, I, I believe so as well. But, you know, I also don't we'll think see. that it comes in, uh, it's, the season starts, and the job is Walker's, at least at this point. I think Kenneth, we'll, we'll have to see what the beat writers say. I, I think Kenneth Walker is draftable in redraft leagues as well. So that's okay. what I'm He should go in the – he should go – I would take him in the within the – he should be within the first five picks of a dynasty rookie draft. Is where I'm saying. Okay, that's now one QP, one QB PPR, one QB. Okay, yeah, I don't to clarify. Yeah, first five, you said top first five. five. Oh yeah, absolutely. Top five picks. Yeah, I, I you know he's easily the second running back. I think it's Brees Hall tear break, Kenneth Walker tear break, bigger tear break. Guys. Yes, bigger tear break. Much bigger tear. Yeah. Mm. And then the next guys. So, yeah. so like, if you want to take one of these wide receivers ahead of them, I, I, I don't disagree with you. But at the same time, like, like you said, Kenneth Walker, I don't think you should get past four or five. I just Absolutely. feel the Seahawks are a run-heavier team as well. I'm not necessarily worried about Chris Carson or Shaw Penny necessarily eating into Like, maybe this year, like you guys say with Shaw Penny, but not next year. Like, I don't think they re-sign Rashad Penny to a big deal next year. So, I just, uh, long-term, like, I just think – Michael Carter is going to be behind Brees Hall for the next three years. You know what I mean? And Kenneth Walker could have this job unto himself as soon as next offseason or possibly this season. So I don't know that the gap is necessarily that great between the two of them. I think we're we're both bullish on them long term, right? Yeah, I I think so. But Mm -hmm. I think I'm just a little more hesitant in the short term. Okay. Right. Yeah. Who we got? uh, Who you guys got number three? So I have Cook. He has Pierce. Okay. And this is where it starts to get interesting because you guys got. So, I'll, so, I guess I'll start real quick with Damian Pierce because you don't feel that differently about him. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get through four. that quick. I have Pierce at four, so I'm going to agree with a lot so, of what you're saying. His competi- He's went to the Houston Texans. His competition for starting role is Rex Burkhead and Marlon Mack. Rex Burkhead is 33, if I'm not mistaken. Marlon Mack has yet to play. I, <laughs> I don't even know if he's played eight games in a season yet, so... He couldn't carve out a role in the Colts, who had a lot of faith in him and drafted him and kept him. And then I just I can't imagine Marlon Mack really becoming the number one. I, I mean, I have him on my roster, so I would love it if Marlon Mack somehow became a starting running back for the Houston Texans. It was a useful fantasy asset. I wouldn't bank on it. So I, I think it for a few weeks. I think Damian Pierce could honestly take this job from week one and be the starting running back for the Houston Texans, who could potentially. On the up and up, they could yeah. surprise a lot of people this year. I I, I believe so. I think Davis. I, uh, it's not a hot take at all. Uh, but you know Davis Mills. I a lot of people have faith. We I I, I watched him play last year. You know he he seems like he could be a legitimate starting quarterback in the NFL. At, like for a, a you know yeah, a, he looks not a terrible team. There. You know. Looking for him to take another step forward this year. Yeah, for sure. Development. Yeah, I don't want to derail so, us from running backs too much. So, but. yeah. I mean, but again, the Texans, they've got Brandon Cooks there. They just signed to a deal. I know he's a little older. But then you've got Nico Collins on the outside as the other big guy. They drafted John Mechie, who I know tore his ACL, but he'll be back in soon. And then you had Damian Pierce at running back. And 
They got themselves a, a team coming together there in, in Houston. All right, Damian. And Harris. they played hard last season too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think you guys are definitely a little bit higher on them than the, the average ranking is. We might be. Yeah, yeah I no, really looked around that's too good. much. You know, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll see how it plays out. Just quickly, I got I got Cook ahead of them. Uh, PPR upside. The Bills aren't a team that really runs the ball a ton, and Cooks are pass catching back. I'm not really worried about Zach Moss's competition, and I think he could beat Singletary out eventually. Not even Zach Moss is a competition. As Singletary I'm not, I'm is not a competition. Too, yeah, but he's going to get a lot of he's going to get more of the uh, carries, I would think. And James Cook's going to get a ton of I, passing work. And well, where PPR do you have leagues? Cook at? PPR leagues. Right. I have him at the six. Upside for okay. I have him at six. I, this was something where I'm just looking at again, where I looked at we drafted Kendarius Tony after you drafted, or you draft uh, Wando Robinson after drafting Kendarius Tony. What did James Cook bring that Zach Moss and Devin Singletary didn't already did? You added another undersized. He's more dynamic catching the ball out of the backfield. You added another undersized running, but there there were other guys that you could have added that could have done that as well. That you know, why why didn't we grab like Rashad White or you know somebody else? Some here, like somebody else that I just. I don't know. I don't know that he can ever be a RB1 is my concern, too. I think he's going to be stuck in a committee. And I just I, look at how Buffalo has used their RBs recently and their RB by committee. And it's just like you can't trust. I, I don't trust a Buffalo Bills running back at this point until I can see one that's going to be a three down back. And I don't see him being capable of 15 carries and, you know, five catches a game kind of guy. I don't, I don't see, I don't see 20 touches a game for him. Well, exactly. So he's got a ton of upside for catching passes. I got a question real quick. Do you have uh, his stats pulled up on that paper right there, Ray? Uh, Cook, do you know his height and size? Or I, I can pull it up. Uh, is I don't he one of the people that people are concerned about his his size? Because because I know people are pounds or something. Typically, what people are looking for? What two fifteen from the running back? Right, right. What, what's what's the number least, there? Uh, the, you want around two ten at least. You want uh, the further you get away from two hundred, the worse it gets. Like two hundred, I would say would probably be the minimum threshold. I have that written down somewhere. What the? I'll, I'll take a look. Yeah. No, but I actually I like. This is not it's correct, not my so. opinion that I have somewhere. It's like an actual thing that like the NFL sets. Like this is typically where successful players at this position come in between at. So. Right. Let me. Uh, I'll. I'll take. A, so one ninety nine is, and that's. I'm. Really, I'm. I'm pretty sure on that. Uh, but so yeah. About fifteen what, pounds too light. Yeah, about fifteen pounds. That. That Wait, is. What's his size again? Uh. So he his height. His uh, he is 5'11", 6 foot maybe, 5'11", is what he's listed no, at. When they list him at 5'11", he's under 5'11". Right, so... They always round it up for the yeah, guys. That, that's, just, that's, that's from Wikipedia, so that could be wrong. Um, but what I'm saying is that I know that when, in doing my own research, uh, that, you know, the main concern about Cook is that he is undersized. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how much that plays into your factoring of how you rank him. Is that, like, a big deal to you, or...? Yes. I don't think he can be a three-down back. Yeah, I feel you. I think you need to be two hundred, like you said, about two hundred ten pounds plus. And I, I, I'd give you like two hundred five, but like the, again, the, uh, two hundred is the absolute minimum I want to see for like a running back that I'm going to you be using as a three-down back. Yeah, he's one ninety-nine. He's not one ninety-nine. He's one. Yeah, no one ninety. No, no one ninety-nine. That, 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 that number is I, not correct. I, I question that. Uh, yeah. It was combine, straight off the combine yep. numbers. Was yeah, the combine is one ninety nine. No, that says one ninety. Yeah, the combine numbers, numbers are one ninety nine. Yeah. Combine numbers according correct. to who? Because they the no, NFL.com. Okay. NFL.com. Yeah, I don't know. If I buy the one ninety nine. Yeah, I think we have it written down. I don't know how much I buy. Anyway, it, either way, undersized is. 
basically still what people are still viewing. Oh, for other teams, still then yeah, I'd be a little bit more concerned. But if there was a team that it could work with him, it's it's Buffalo. It's a team that doesn't really want to run the ball that much anyway. They want Josh Allen. He's going to run the ball around the goal line, right? Like he's They're going to throw the ball with him a ton. Right, there's, yeah. There's a, that's why I like the, the PPR upside with James Cook. Like I just expect this dude to catch a ton of passes. I don't trust his role. He looks like the same thing as the other two running backs in there for me. Yeah. So I don't trust his role. I don't know what he's going to be. Like Again, again, he's going to have a role. I have him at six, but I have him as like, think, a, like part of an yeah, RB committee. Week one, I think he's walking in as the third down back from with the a sleep- chance to, to start taking some more work. Yeah, from the sleeper ADP, uh, stuff I saw recently Who's from your- rookie uh, drafts that have already happened. It looks like he's got around 111. Uh you know, so I mean, I think that's probably pretty fair. I yeah, there's a lot of receivers I'd like to, that I'd like to get them in the second. Yeah, there's a ton of well, yeah, receivers. I mean, two so one if you're playing yeah. a you know a ten leg or ten team, yeah, even a twelve to be honest. I, yeah. I, I might pass on that point. There are other people, there are other handcuffs that I see seizing a RB one role. I totally agree with you though. What you're I'd saying right have. about the you know Buffalo committee. You know, there's a lot of mouths to feed there. Uh, Allen, Josh Allen does definitely take off on his legs a lot. So. All right, so let's keep it rolling. Let's get into number four. Uh, who you got? So number four, I have James Cook's teammate from Georgia, and that is Zamir White, who went to the Las Vegas Raiders. So we had, a, and prior to the draft, we had agreed that we preferred Zamir White over James Cook. It was something that we had talked about. It's that we just liked him better because he can be a third down back. He is six foot two fourteen. He ran a four four. So. About the same, a little bit faster than James Cook. Actually, they were about the same speed. James Cook ran a four four two, so they weren't that far apart. Tested just slightly better in both the broad and the vertical jump. Like didn't blow him out of the you know, only a half inch further in the vertical jump. Broad jump was about four inches higher. So just more explosive. He goes to Las Vegas Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders did not pick up Josh Jacobs' fifth-year option. They're going to run him into the ground this year. They're going to so, run Jacobs into the ground. Just keep. It's all about landing spots. Keep it, me. I understand. I, again, uh, I have. Uh, I don't know where you have Zamir White. We'll where talk about that in a second. I, I'm seven. So, but I'm worried about how Las Vegas is going to use their running backs. Right? They, you know, they just got McDaniel. So, is he going to take that New England philosophy of using running backs with him? Mm-hmm. And if he does, how much value does Zamir White have? Right. So. Again, I think what I'm looking at is Josh Jacobs' inability to stay healthy and play through a full season. Like, just bottom line, that's where it's at. He, he gets hurt every year. He misses sure. time. And he's not a pass-catching back. And I think Zamir's White, Zamir White will be the pass-catching back, if that's what you're asking me. He'll have the James White role. And the James White role was the valuable role of the New England running backs. Is that not correct? Like I disagree. You disagree with what James White being the valuable role, no, or I disagree that it'd be Zamir White. Zamir White being the pass catching back the over dude, Josh Jacobs. The dude's a thumper. He's been a thumper his college career. He's got limited receptions throughout his his, his college uh, career. I think he'd be a better pass catcher than Josh Jacobs. All right, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. This is a. Uh... Acting like Josh Jacobs gets a ton of volume and a ton of targets. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option. You're asking me how Zamir White gets on the field. He comes in as the third down back, as Josh Jacobs typically isn't. Okay, you disagree with that. And I'm just they haven't used Josh Jacobs as a third down back. So they guess their role be. with Naheem's again as the Naheem Hines again as the third down back. And then why did they draft Zamir? Like again, Zamir White's going to take Zemir that role White over at some point. If anything, Jacobs is gone. He's not going to be the okay, third down back. Okay, but so then he'll be the starting running back for the 
Las Vegas Raiders next right. year than at the latest if he doesn't take over when and Josh Jacobs gets hurt this season. That I project so. to be similar to New England, and how valuable is their lead running back? Right, Damian yeah. Harris is what, a, a flex play some weeks? Damien Harris two, yeah, some could weeks. made the most out of his opportunity right. up there for sure, but even not, even he played really well. Flex real football. play most weeks, sometimes he, in RB2. At, at like, best, at best, at best. Yeah, Damien Harris played great. Real football last year. Amazing. Yeah, he's like a he, great real football. He's yeah, a absolutely. great real football player, and he's just like you're not going to get. We're talking fantasy. You're not going to get the value I, out of him. You're talking about him possibly using a scheme that we don't not sure that he's going to do. When you just talked about James Cook going to the Bills, who we've seen their strategy at running back and how ineffective it's been for running backs. I think There's he plays very well to that with his pass catching. That's just where I just I just I, I just, just so do the, I mean, so, the other guys are pass yeah. So what we got to be concerned about is how the scheme plays out from Rich's perspective, and obviously. Is higher on him. Who, who we got number five here uh, for you, Rich? Isaiah Spiller. Isaiah Spiller, he's yeah. He's the number one handcuff right now in fantasy football. Yeah, well, and where did he go again? The Chargers. Chargers, yeah. Oh, if definitely, yeah. happens to Austin Eckler, he's got the keys. Yep, for sure. What do you think? What, what do you got about Spiller, right? Uh, I have him seven. So seven. I have him outside yeah. of there. There's this, this, this is like the handcuff range, of deciding which handcuffs you want, which situations that you want. I... Yes, if Austin Eckler goes down, Isaiah Spiller should have that role because the other guys there just aren't cutting it. But I'm just we were down on Spiller after the the testing and all that because I know they say it was because of the injury and all that, but I still have a little trouble believing that he'll replicate that again. We also seen the other running backs. It, it this isn't like one of the offense where just like you know Dalvin Cook goes down, and Alex Adam, Alexander Madison steps in, and bam, it's the same thing. We see a noticeable difference. When Austin Eckler goes out, one of these other guys has to right. fill in. I don't know if Spiller is necessarily right because you look at somebody like who 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 backed up Eckler last year, Roundtree, correct? Right, yeah. And it's like Joshua he, Kelly, he was, yeah, and that, they were good, those guys were completely completely inconsequential right. for uh, fantasy football. You know, I mean, definitely, I'm I'm higher on Spiller I think than Rye is. Uh, only purely, purely, no, no, purely from a, from my own team perspective because I only want to get him because I need running backs. Yeah. If if I need running backs, if I'm a person that needs running backs, I think that he's a perfectly okay person taking at his ADP, not any higher. I'm not reaching for yeah. Isaiah Spiller, second but I mean, I definitely do like. I do like. Uh, I've I've seen on him that possibly like, you know, he is a bigger body guy. He can come in and spell. Eckler but he can catch the, passes yeah, too. He's got yeah, that three down profile. Yeah. I don't know. He's the, the from what we talked about staff. before, though, and from what everybody else has talked about. Um, this could be a thing where people are getting more hype on him because of his landing spot, because he's on a high power offense. We were all definitely down on him before the draft, so definitely something to keep in mind. I guess my my bigger concern would be that Isaiah Spiller might come in and be the bruiser between the tackles back there. Yeah, Because Austin sure. Eckler isn't necessarily built to be that. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's coming in to be the pass-catching back, and I just... It's one of those things where I, I see a harder time for Isaiah Spiller finding consistent role on this offense if he... Like, this could be a situation where he is just spelling Austin Eckler when Austin Eckler is tired. Because I like I don't think you're pulling Austin Eckler out on passing downs to put Isaiah definitely Spiller not. out no, there. Definitely not. And if you want to run the ball, I mean, how often do you really want to pull Austin Eckler off the field with him? So just like Isaiah Spiller's chance to get on this field this season seems a little bit lower than it does for these other running backs, especially some of the guys who get hurt a little bit. But I know Austin Eckler gets banged up every so often here and there. I think he did a better job about it last season. I don't remember off the top of my head, but I just... 
I have James Cook higher than him at six, but again, you could interchange them. I'm not really better. I'm, and then my number five guy, I have Hassan Haskins, who went to the Tennessee Titans. And Oh, really? That's interesting. Derrick Henry's pushing 30. He's had a lot of tread on the tires. He got hurt last year after everybody, you know, we... It was one of those things going into the season where everyone was like, oh, you had the people who were like, he's going to get hurt because of the tread. And they were like, no, he's not going to get hurt. He's never got hurt before. And he got hurt. And it just happens when you get a lot of wear and tear on the tires and you're 30 years old. And even if it's not this year, I mean, somebody needs to spell Derrick Henry essentially yeah. going. So he could work in a bit this year, kind of spell and Derrick Henry. And who backed Henry, up Henry last year? McNichols, was it? Yeah, he was Jared. there, but he wasn't the I guy. Hilliard, I think was actually Hilliard, no. but either way, no. There was some, Deonta Foreman, Foreman, Deonta Foreman, Foreman. And but he, he's he gone. Did, he he's he gone. did well though when he was there. Correct. He's gone, he went to Carolina. I, I just mean, but he had yeah, productive. Yeah, he, was, he, was he was productive. Yeah. yeah so I mean, where's and where's it, this guy out of? Who is this? Uh, Hassan Haskins. Yeah, where is he out of? Michigan. Michigan. Okay, yeah. Cool. And he goes to Tennessee, and he's the kind of big bruiser back. So like. If Derrick Henry, if this is Derrick Henry's last year and Hassan Haskins gets that, he can go into that role of getting close to 20 carries a game. He's a bigger body guy kind of built for that sort of cool. thing. He's not really the explosive guy to take off 90 yards, but you, he wears you out by carrying the rock. So it's kind of like a perfect fit for him. And, again, it might not pay dividends this year, but we're in the point where you're looking at the handcuffs you're saying, who's got the upside that I'm looking for? And this is a guy who could have you know, move into what is a top five RB role at the moment with Derrick Henry there. And I'm not saying he necessarily has that upside when he takes the role, but he would be a starting running back and probably a consistent top 15 running back if he gets Derrick Henry's job next year. Awesome. How do you feel about him, Rich? A little bit more down on him than consensual than where I is. I don't know about consensus. Yeah, I, I mean, he's he's definitely him. not up there in consensus. Yeah, I'm, I got him at 11. Okay. I like the landing spot. Um, is it because he's not useful this year or... It's because I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee addresses the running back position again next year with a higher pick. That's fair. I, yeah, I mean that's. I, I think that's pretty much what people are thinking. You know, he was a guy that you know I liked. He wasn't. He's not very explosive. Um, he's, he didn't. He wasn't a great pass catcher. You know, he was a nice like. Where did he go to college? Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Michigan. Sorry. You were saying he was not. Very explosive, yeah. not a great pass catcher. Is that the end of where you were? He just, to me, kind of, you know, same where he, it, he just kind of seems like he's going to be an RB2. Like, like a nice, like, uh, a backup for a team. Again, I just think this is, we're, we're applying the standard across the NFL for the RB1, and, like, I wouldn't, like, Derrick Henry wasn't a pass catcher. I mean, he started catching passes, like, last year or the year before, or the year before, but that typically wasn't his thing. They... Just use a bruiser to run 20 times. Let me be more clear. I don't know if he profiles as a lead back. Okay. Fair enough. Do we have any? I just think at 6'2", 228, if you need someone to carry the ball 15 and get times a game, he's the guy that they're going to go to. That would be so. a nice short yardage goal line, dude. Now we're changing offensive mm. schemes from a team that was very run heavy and runs through completely with Derrick Henry. Who's yeah, they got Kyle and Burks like there. Now, okay, you know, I'm we're not just, saying that they're going to. But, gonna, this is, but I, I just I don't like the constant assumption that we're drafting another guy to replace this guy next year with every book. Because we say that about every single one of these guys. That's what I just. I mean, I don't know if we can be saying that, but uh, I don't think that uh, you know Brees Hall is getting drafted. And they're, oh, you, we're gonna draft somebody else next year behind. Yeah, you know? you know, did they say? I'm pretty sure they said that about Michael Carter last year. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so, do we have anything else to go over on running backs? I think that's it. Somebody that maybe we're not talking about enough is Tyler Algier. Yeah. For yeah. the Atlanta Falcons. 
who could potentially be RB1 for them this season. Got a chance. I mean, he's competing with Cordell Patterson at the moment, right? Yeah, that's something to keep an eye on. I mean, I would have him higher than Haskins. I'm a 10. Yeah. Right above Haskins. Yeah, well, yeah, there you go. I'm in there with the the experts, then. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? Yeah, what about you? Right. What? Where you got Algier, and then where do you have Rashad White? I have Rashad White ahead of Algier. Where do you have Rashad White at? You have Rashad White at uh, eight. Yeah, eight. Okay. I have him six. Where do you have um, Algier? Ten. Ten, me too. Okay. Yeah. Brian Robinson's nine. Yeah, eight. I mean, I have eight for me. Yeah. Th- these are guys that you know they're you're seeing. So it sounds like the top ten yeah. we have the same. We just yeah. have the guys mixed yeah. around. A couple guys. They're, they're, I don't have Haskins in. You the, do. There's a, who do you have in instead of Haskins that I don't? Uh, do you have Tyrion Davis Price? I do not. So if you guys, I have him at nine. Real quick, uh, if we could break it down into tiers, real quick. Um, so we have Hall, right? Do you guys put Walker in that Hall, Brees? Or sorry, do you guys put Walker in the Hall tier, or is it? One and then two is Walker. Two is Walker. For what about you, Ray? Uh, I'd put them closer together. I wouldn't. Uh, if you, okay. but, but if you had to break it into tiers, I'd you, put them in the same tier. Same tier, and then after that, who do you have in tier two then? Damian Pierce. Just that's it. Yeah. And then what about you, Rick? You have Walker and who else? No. Oh. Tier two, uh, Cook, Cook Pierce. Cook and Pierce. Okay. Right. No, that'd be tier that's three. That's tier three. Yeah. Tier three. Yeah. 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 So he, he has, has he has Hall. Walker. Walker, there's two separate tiers. Right. Hall's a tier, Walker's a tier, and then his third tier is White and Cook. Yeah, yeah, cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys that, you know, you could take dart. These are dart throw running backs uh, with, you know, once you get down into that, you know, anywhere five plus, I would say. Is that what you would say? Are these dart throw guys or? Uh, top ten, I mean, sometimes you can find that. Outside of the ten, I think, is more of the dart is there, throw. Is there somebody, I would say, in five to ten, that you're targeting, and just you know, at at ADP, you know, not you're not moving up to get him earlier. You're just if he falls to you, that it's a guy. It that sounds you like, like I'm targeting Hassan Haskins. Uh, yeah, you definitely. I have him at five. Yeah, Haskins. Like what about you, Rich? Uh, Brian Robinson. Robinson. Brian Robinson. What's what's the deal with him? He went all, to the Washington football it, team. All the signs are it's it's getting a little funky. Like is is Washington getting ready to move on from Antonio Gibson? I have no idea. They they went out of their way to bring back JD McKissick, and in the third round they bring in Brian Robinson. Now um, uh, Ron Rivera is talking. He wants to use uh, Gibson as Gibson and uh, Robinson, similar to how uh, he used uh, D'Angelo uh, Williams and Jonathan Stewart back in Carolina, and it's like. Uh, it's very confusing, so I'm, I'm take the young guy. Okay, take cool. the new guy. Cool, cool. So, uh, is, what are you gonna say, right? You got something about B. Rob? No, he was kind of in. So I had a tier that was after, like we like we did the tiers. So I had Hall and Walker in tier one. Then I had Pierce in his own tier in tier two. And then I had, like, Zamir White through Isaiah Spiller as the next tier. And then, like, Rashad White, Brian Robinson, Algier were just after that in, like, the fifth tier. And it's just because, like, I don't know. I feel they're not moving on from Gibson this year. He's on, still on his rookie contract. I think this is his third year. I don't know they necessarily move on from next year either because he's still on the rookie contract. So it's the, we're talking at least a year before Brian Robinson has the starting role and I don't know, like, you know what I mean? I just see the other guys, like the like I said, I see Haskins, Cook, and Spiller managing to work, and White managing to work their way on the field this year to the guys ahead of them having injury or not being a complete back or, you know, whatever it is. 
and I don't necessarily see that with Brian Robinson as much this year because you have two guys ahead of him that I just I don't he's not taking I don't think he's taking JD McKissick's role as the pass catching back and I think they're gonna they'd rather run run Antonio Gibson in the ground for this year and next year and start with I, I just I don't know I mean Gibson gets, gets himself banged up quite a bit so yeah I, that too he could Robinson's be insurance for that but that's again so he's, he's gonna see the field I'm just. Yeah, I'm just not sure that he has a consistent role, and I just feel like it'd be longer for him to seize the starting role than it would be for some of the other guys. Oh, we're in it for a long haul, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, hey, that's I what like Dynasty the, is all I about. Like the upside long-term for yeah. Robinson there. Really Dynasty good. is all about the long haul, you know. it's uh, It'll be interesting to see how uh, everything progresses. Uh, you know, big night with the NFL draft happening. Really exciting for any Dynasty player, especially this year with all the moves, with A.J. Brown moving, Hollywood moving. Um, all the trades were, that happen, a swap picks and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, definitely an exciting night for us. I hope it was exciting for everybody else too. So I think that's going to do it for us here today. We ran a little long there on talking about running backs and quarterbacks, as well as our predictions and kind of the draft recap there. We're going to be back at you with another episode coming up soon, talking about wide receivers and tight ends. Me and Rich get to argue a bit more about Traylon Burks, discuss. Drake London, David Bell, some guys like that. See how we're feeling about those because we feel kind of differently about some of those guys. But anything to say to the folks until next time, Rich? No, actually, yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy Oddballs. Give us a follow on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Yep, we keep trying to get more, uh, more active uh, on our socials as we go. How about a review, too? A five-star review? Yeah, five. Yeah, I mean, you know, a couple five-star men from Philadelphia over here. Five-star review for some five-star guys. Exactly. Uh, right, you got any uh, final words? Nope. We are Fantasy Oddballs everywhere on social media. Fantasy Oddballs are at Fantasy Oddballs. Until next time, peace out. See you guys. Later.